0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I, oh, my God. I was waiting for Pete. I know right? you were, yeah. but he's not here. I like that you gave him a little no. pause. Oh, Ghost Pete. Oh. Uh, not
1: He's in Ireland. He um, is. Uh, just not doing anything debaucherous, just his usual. Uh, he's
0: week. exploring the Irish comic book scene. He's going to come back with a bunch of Irish comics, so that'll be pretty fun. Yeah, I can't wait to hear his takes. Uh, this is going to be great. Uh, you are listening to The Stack. This is a comic book podcast where we review stuff that has come out this Wednesday and occasionally an advanced review.
1: Sometimes a light trip to the future, which is uh, what one of our favorite characters is doing in one
0: of the comics we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that last. Let's kick it off with a DC comic, Justice League Dark, that was a number tease, eleven. I teased it. That was. People are going to now have to listen to the entire podcast. Usually, they just listen to this intro and then turn it off. Yeah, they're like, "That's I got enough info. <laughs> yeah. No
1: spoilers. Ugh. I don't read
0: comics. I don't want any of them spoiled. I just like I'm just a big fan of intros.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Justice League Dark number 11. Now, big things have been going down on the magic side of the DC universe. Uh, There are the new Lords of Order, which is essentially Doctor Fate, created like five Doctor Fates that are destroying all the magic in order to control it. On the opposite end of the spectrum, there's these beings called the Other Kind who are eating all the magic in the universe. And while most of the Justice League Dark is off in this magical realm trying to save it, and spoiler, last issue, they lost, uh, and are on the run, Wonder Woman is attacked are tracking down Mordru, who is an evil warlock, to see if they can get some information to him that can hopefully turn the tide. Yeah. So that's where we are going into this issue. How'd you feel about this one?
1: I love this comic. Like you said, people are, it's sort of like the human centipede of comics, because of magic, where, that is. Where are you going of with Of magic, that, that is. Because they're just trying to, like, people are making magic and other people are immediately trying to eat it. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, this has been great. Like, the amount of detail in this book is amazing. This is also like, sort of like the Game of Thrones season you wanted. They go into, they, have, they take the time to get into the detail mm-hmm. that you need.
0: What I like about this book, I and mean, I realized that with this issue in particular, so these new Lords of Order, they're essentially like a whole outfit split over five people. Yeah. Uh, and this issue, this is a big spoiler for the end, I'll give it a one, two, three count. One, two, three. Spoilers on. At the end of the issue, Wonder Woman and Zatanna find, what is it called, like a Crystal of Chaos or something? Uh,
1: the Ruby, I believe.
0: Ruby of Chaos, and they get these new gems that become the new Lords of Chaos to try to stop the Lords of Order. Usually with these sorts of plot developments, it always feels like, alright, we're trying to sell some more action figures or something yeah. like that. Doesn't feel that way at no. all here. It's great. I love all of these uh, makeovers and new details that are being added to the universe james tynan uh the fourth's imagination is going wild with this book
1: it's a huge there's so much to take in
0: here oh i love it though i love it like between this justice league odyssey and the main justice league book there's so much being added to the dc universe right now and it's so much fun i love it it's great definitely pick this up if you haven't been next one to talk about from marvel comics runaways number 21 (sighs) Boy, this book is good. I don't even know exactly what to uh, set up about it, except that all the runaways are kind of hanging out together. And last issue, it looked like Victor committed suicide, right? Yeah, he
1: put his, uh, I mean, he's an android. Uh, He put his android head into the bathtub.
0: Yes. Uh, Like a toaster. We kind of pick up there. We focus on a bunch of other characters before we eventually hook up to it. The character work on this book from writer Rainbow Rowell is so good. So good. It's very romantic.
1: Yeah. Which is nice. You know, that's what I like. But also still dealing with these these heavier themes, like Molly, the, like, fun sprite character, um, is, like, straight up depressed. And uh, she, like, refused to go to school last issue. And I know that doesn't sound like a big, like, cliffhanger <laughs> to run across this issue. It had the emotional stakes that really, uh, like, really got me.
0: Yeah. It's good across the board. This is some of the best character work going on in the Marvel Universe. Uh, true to form with wise there's not really any fighting or anything like that most of the time. Uh, it's really just following the lives of these characters, and it's great. It reminds me, like, with
1: the X-Men universe sort of in a little bit of a middle period, which we've been saying for li- perhaps years, uh, <laughs> this yep. feels closer to sort of the um, angsty mutant uh, X-Men of, of the past, if you're longing for that. I definitely pick up this run of Runaways from the top.
0: Yeah, it's like a middle season of Game of Thrones, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's not like we're
1: going to reference everything in relation to Game of Thrones. But sure,
0: <laughs> but Pete's not here. Yeah,
1: and so we can, <laughs> and also it's dominating our minds and the things we listen and speak to,
0: and uh, we're dorks. There you go. Uh, spoiler us on this comic book review podcast, yeah. or dorks. Next, we're to talk about from Image Comics, Assassin Nation, number three. Uh, this is a book from Image. two people uh, Kyle Starks um, and Erica Henderson yeah. I was blanking on whether it was Kyle Starks or Kyle Starks uh, Kyle Starks and Erica Henderson it's about a bunch of assassins who are hired by one assassin who is retired who's uh, going to be assassinated and they want to find out who is going to assassinate him it's fun it's silly it's violent it's over the top uh, I was just telling you I just came from seeing John Wick 3 before this Yeah. If you Feels very of a piece of that world where it's just ridiculous, over the top action and fun.
1: If you like how many times Alex just said the word assassins, you're gonna love this book because it's like <laughs> so many of those people, and all they're doing is killing each other. It, this book is like is it, if uh, every character in the Marvel universe was Punisherized. Because it's like there's the funny assassins, there's mm-hmm. the, the sort of devastating assassins, there's just the silent assassins.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, if your favorite Game of Thrones episode was the Red Wedding, this is great because people are dying all the time. Yeah, exactly. If you
1: love going to the buffet and only like the yogurts, think that's what this is <laughs> for Assassination. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, you know, you go to a buffet to have a lunch. Uh, always. Yeah. Well, like uh, by my office, there's like the, you know, bodega buffet kind of thing. It's like the only place over there. Sure. And they have like the yogurts area, the salads area. Then like there's a lot of meats and then pastas. Yeah, I don't trust those
0: meats usually. No, don't
1: trust the meats. Remember when we used to work in an office together and (laughs) we would go to that buffet and be like... Here we go again. Uh, Yeah. Rolling the dice. Is that
0: where Pete would get the roast beef sandwich every time?
1: Yes. Which is an ongoing theme with Pete. Yes. See, we miss him because we're talking about him in his
0: uh, We are. He uh, is actually, I know I was saying earlier, he was checking out the Irish comic scene. That's not true. He's actually checking out the Irish roast beef scene.
1: Yeah. That dude's a beefhead. Anyway, this book is good and it is fun, especially if you like Punishers.
0: Yes. I'm really enjoying it a lot. Uh, Moving on to a Boom Studios book, Faithless Number 2. Now, we really (laughs) liked the first issue of this yeah. a lot. Uh, this is about a woman who meets another woman. There's some vague magic stuff going on in the world. It's not yeah. exactly clear how it works. Uh, they end up hooking up at the end, and then uh, one of the ladies turns into a pile of maggots. Yes, uh, which, as we talked about, uh, been there,
1: I've been there before. Uh, this issue picks up there. Um, the maggots are a slightly different
0: uh, demonic uh, yeah well, they a bat person. Yeah. Uh, which is cool, and... Uh, Who hasn't been there? You go to sleep with a pile of maggots, wake up with a bad person. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, what did I do last night?
1: Classic. That's You'll cover that in sex ed for all you young folks <laughs> out there. Um, but this this is written by Brian Azarello, and it does feel like a different kind of uh, take on the, like... Uh, I'm hooking up with a demon or like (laughs) uh, I'm in uh, a relationship with a demon.
0: Well, uh, touching on the Justice League dark stuff from earlier, there's a revelation that happens late in this issue that almost makes it feel like a pseudo sexy adult Zatanna book in a certain way. Oh, interesting. To me, uh, I still really like this a lot. There's a lot of new details that are added to the world here. The art by Maria Lovett continues to be gorgeous. Absolutely fantastic. It almost strikes me as like fascinating. Fashion pin or fashion drawing a yes, little bit. Yes, that's cool. The way that the character's drawn. Uh, real good stuff. Definitely pick that and up. And
1: intriguing. I don't know where... The story doesn't make any judgment about sort of the evil or demonic presence, it seems like it's sort of fine. And I'm down with that. I want to see where this goes just as a pure uh, romance, not just not a moralized story. I agree.
0: Uh, Moving on to another DC comic book, Freedom Fighters, number six. Man, this book has been intense, like super crazy intense and dark. One of the darkest books on the stands.
1: Yes. And the the amount of like thrown around Heil Hitler, like, a lot of books will do will have a Nazi in it, and they'll do it like once. They're really covering the bases.
0: Yeah, of that. or the, they won't even touch it at all. It'll be like, oh, that guy with the mustache, you know, who we don't like, the bad guy with Mr. Mustache over yeah. there. But this one is like straight up like, they're Nazis. They're saying, Heil yeah. Hitler, oh, this wow. is Hitler. Yeah, yeah Here he is. Here's <laughs> Hitler. Hmm.
1: Uh, your favorite heroes that are bad guys now a little bit. Uh, yeah. But it's really good uh, also.
0: Well, what it gets to the heart of is... What always challenges a hero is when they faced the ultimate evil, when they're knocked down as far as they can. In the first issue of this, Uncle Sam, the embodiment of freedom was destroyed by the Nazis, and all of the freedom fighters were killed. Years later, they come back. They're definitely down. Uh, By the time we get to this issue, they brought Uncle Sam back, but he's very weak. Uh, But Hitler Jr. has brought back Overman, who is the evil... Superman who accidentally landed in Germany and was adopted by Hitler yeah. back in the day. There's an amazing riff on Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman at the beginning yeah. on the first page. Uh, it gets super dark. It gets even darker and more dangerous for the freedom fighters.
1: Yeah. The series is great. It is really great. Like when you set up a premise, a lot of books will set up a premise and sort of like do it or glance it. This book drives a fucking panzer tank <laughs> right down it. And uh, uh, it's I great. get what you're saying. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Real student of I'm history. Right. I'm
0: World War Two with you there. Okay, yeah. Mm, eh. no, WW2W? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, there we go. Let's move on to talk about a Marvel comic book, War of the Realms Strike Force, The Land of the Giants, number one. <laughs> Very easily titled. Now, there have been a ridiculous number of War of the Realms books. Uh, what the Strike Force book is doing is filling in the gaps, essentially. Yes. We saw, I believe it was between issue three and issue four, uh, there were a bunch of heroes that went to rescue Thor from the land of the frost giants uh, where he was going nuts fighting them. Jutinheim? There you go. Yeah. They brought him back uh, and healed him. And we get to see more of that mission through the lens of Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy this a lot more than I thought I would. So you got your
1: Captain America. You got your Luke Cage. You got your Iron Fist. You got your Spider-Man.
0: And Wolverine.
1: And Wolverine, of course. Let's not forget him. But in this book, Wolverine is just doing very boilerplate Wolverine things. Yes. He literally is like, don't need a weapon. Got my claws. Hey, bub, like there's no <laughs> no revelations about Wolverine yeah. are here within. Uh, they're flying some uh, Pegasus, Pegasi. Um, sure. And I'll tell you what, this issue was not essential to understanding the story no. at all. In fact, it was literally doing the same thing that we saw in the comic, expanded with a little more sort of emotional underpinning. Right. Uh, which I liked, but I was like, oh, I thought there'd be a little bit of a surprise.
0: Right. No, but it, it basically follows the same journey and just like, to your point, fleshes out the panels. But there's some really solid jokes in yeah, the comic. Yeah, there's some fun spidey stuff there There's here. some fun spidey stuff. Uh, like you said, there's a little bit more emotion. If you're all in on more of the realms and were wondering what went on, if that went too quickly, I think you can pick this up. But to your point, one of my... It's not even a, well, no, it is a big problem. One of my big problems, I was going to try to be nice. I'm not going to be nice. Uh, there are too many comics coming out for War of the Realms. Like, well, here's it's-
1: the thing, though. I agree with you, but I would much rather have read this story than the one, than the section in the main book about sure. this mission. Well, the one you, in the mission was just sort of like, oh, let's just touch on these things. Like It's like if a show did uh, six episodes instead of ten episodes. Right. This is the, for 10 the final ep- season, For the final season.
0: And went too quickly and exactly. everybody got mad.
1: That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. We're on the same page. It's crazy that we're on the same page. Because huh. uh, this book... The Wire? Felt, you think of The Wire? That's definitely what I'm talking about. Yeah. It feels like this was the ten episode season we deserved of this Ooh. mission featuring Spider-Man and his friends.
0: Well, I do wonder... How this happened Because I imagine Jason Aaron wrote the story And then they looked For specific bits That they could flesh out Versus saying Jason Aaron Don't worry about that We got this other book To flesh it out You know Yeah I think it was They read through And they tried to figure out Places where they could find More material Yes Um, But yeah I I enjoyed it Um, Like you said Not the most essential read But uh, it's a fun one It's a fun one Next up from Valiant Comics, Incursion number four. We checked in on the first issue of this and now the last issue of this. Uh, You're reeling right now, Justin.
1: I'm reeling. Uh, This book has a lot of stuff happening in it that I don't quite understand.
0: Maybe if you had read issue two and three, that would have helped. That's part of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, And also a lot of other comics. Sure. uh, Too, because they keep saying things like the carrion blossom. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is, so I don't know why it's important. But it sounds like a fucked up flower.
0: Yes. This is the Geomancer and the Eternal Warrior and uh, I'm blanking on her name, Magic Lady from Valiant Universe. Uh, Ray (laughs) From Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Yep. No. Yeah, and Ray from Star Wars. Yeah, uh, she's magic. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll remember it. Uh, not Punk Bombo, but the other one. Dr. Mirage. Ah, yes. Uh, Dr. Mirage, we're all teaming up because there's this alien incursion onto the Valiant universe. They end up driving them back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think if you like Eternal Warrior and you like Geomancer, it's a big action issue. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. The The... B- book is cool uh,
1: it's, it's a lot Yeah
0: Don't pick up the last issue All out of its own no, Is what we're saying That's uh, But I like these series And I like that they're tight And concise I mean to the point Of War of the Realms There's 50 other books That you can read To yes. give more illumination About it Everything you need to know About Incursion Really happened in Incursion Yes Even though it was complicated To your point Yeah all right, uh, moving over to another Image Comics book, The Warning, number seven. Here's another one that was maybe hard to keep track of. We looked at the first issue and now the seventh issue of this. Yeah. Um there was a big, not a big twist, but kind of a twist at the end of the first issue where it turned out there was an alien invasion going on. Now we're knee deep in this alien Definitely invasion. Definitely It's very sparse, this book.
1: And I liked it. You know what it felt like? It felt like the new alien movies uh-huh. uh, in the way it's sort of just like... It feels like it has that bleak tone. Uh there's the alien invasion part of it is rem- reminiscent. Um but it yeah. in the design of the characters is sort of in that world. Um so that part I thought was cool.
0: Yeah, I think Again, don't just jump in on this one. This is not a done-in-one issue by any means. Uh, It's also a very quick read. I'm not always a huge fan of that. I feel like if you're going to plunk down money for a comic book, you should get a little more value there. But Mm. the art is good. Uh, The story is weird and interesting. Question for you on that
1: tip. Um, How much time spent reading are you saying is worth the money you spent for a comic book? That is a
0: good question. Because
1: I feel like that's the best way to measure the value. Right? Is time... Not panels,
0: <laughs> number of panels. <laughs> right, or pages or anything like that. Or punches. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I don't know. I, I think it is time, but it's also what you get out of the comic book, just emotionally, how you feel mm. about it. Because there can be uh, comics that have an incredible two-page splash, and it just feels like... Yes, I'm good. Yeah. You know, that, that's great. That's all I needed out of that book. Right. Uh, but something like this, it took me maybe about two minutes to read, and the art is very simple. So uh, there, though I liked the characters and I liked the figures, there was not a ton going on there to hold me in or make me flip back through it. You wanted more. I wanted more. Uh, I, to answer your question, I would say, like, at least five to ten minutes. Nice. Great. What would you say? I would say full ten. Yeah. Five minutes? That's I don't know, but that's standard,
1: right? That's Standard a five minutes for a comic? Yeah. What are you speed reading? Yeah. Well, we have a lot of comics to read. That's true, but you really gotta take your time. Mm, I don't know. I skip
0: every other word.
1: Yeah, that's smart. Uh, <laughs> I so you like all these comics took you like twenty eight minutes to read or something? No,
0: I, probably to read every comic in the stack. Yeah, uh, probably like an hour ish, okay. something like that. Wow. All right. There you go. Uh, Martian Manhunter number five from DC Comics. We've been loving the series. The art by Riley Rosmo is absolutely stunning. So good. Uh, This is another big, weird one from Steve Orlando that is redefining the history of Martian Manhunter, mixing his past and present together in a new mystery. There's a horrifying monster that is uh, taunting him all issue long, and we're about to find out a little bit more about what actually happened to Mars and how his family died. Uh, what do you think about this issue in particular?
1: I like this a lot. I think uh, Steve Orlando does a great job of taking all the facets of a sort of convoluted character, Martian Manhunter, the detective side, the like very powerful alien, the fear of fire, the uh, family on Mars that's been established later, the different uh, Martian races. Um, and then adding on top of that how how the... Their powers work. How their telepathy works. Like it's just so much. All that mixed together, and still a great narrative happening, sort of in two different places at once. It's it's a great and the art on top of all that is stunning.
0: This is one that I would say is worth the money because this is a you more can, of a long. You have really got to put some time into this. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to delve into with the character, but also there's a lot going in the art, which uh, for me as a reader holds me on the panels and holds me on the pages longer. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Last one to talk about. We teased this. We teased it at the top. And now here it comes. Just like all great shows, we pay off what we set up at the beginning in the final at the end.
1: Exactly. No complaints, no unnecessary twists. (laughs) And we always end with the back half of the final episode being basically an episode of Veep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jughead's Time Police number one out June 12th from Archie Comics. Uh, This is a super fun reboot of a old franchise. Jughead invents time travel and as implied by the title uh, joins a time police force. Um, Without getting too much into spoilers for this, I will say he doesn't join the time police in this issue, but you do Get a lot of ridiculous jughead shenanigans traveling through time with Archie. It's super fun. I'm into this for
1: all of the Riverdale uh, talk and like the modern comics. Archie takes which have this like darkness there or like afterlife with Archie. Reading this was uh, very refreshing. Reminding me of like getting the double digest at the supermarket and being like, oh right, there were so many uh, comics in the double digest where. It would be like a crazy thing happens. Like Archie meets an alien and you get eight pages of that happening and then back to normal. This feels very much that and it's a fun breath of
0: fresh air. I totally agree with you. I think Scena Grace really nails the characters. Archie is fun. Betty is fun. Uh, It's great to see classic Jughead as well just being a big weirdo. Yeah. I miss that. Like, I miss that on Riverdale a little bit. Like, as much as I like Cole Sprouse and Moody, yeah, very Moody Jughead. uh, Seeing Jughead being like, I eat stuff and I ignore everybody and don't care about anything. And have secrets where,
1: like, he has a time machine. I remember one particular, (laughs) like, comic in the Double Digest that really stuck with me. Archie was secretly a clown. (laughs) and didn't tell anybody and would perform clown uh, stuff for kids at the hospital. And I was like, what? Uh, What a crazy reveal. Uh,
0: I will also mention uh, Derek Charm's art on this is great. We had him on our show a couple of weeks back. You can listen to the live show with him. Uh, His art is so good. He hits the difference between the double digest and the more modern style on the Uh, main Archie comic really really well where it feels very timeless but there's different angles on the characters it doesn't feel quite as flat as the old bubblegum type strips or anything like that Um, it's really fun definitely highly recommend this comic
1: great to see Archie going on a date with his uh, true his endgame Betty
0: oh boy that's, oh, a good, that's a good comic. I mean, I'll tell you, I did really actually, like, I loved seeing the love triangle again. Me too. God. Yeah. Ah. Ah, have I been shouting into the void for so long? <laughs> but just to the comics. All yeah. right. That's all the time we have. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by and we'll double date you if you want us to.
1: Ooh. Pete, enjoy your Irish times.
0: a <laughs> else do you want to plug
1: oh uh, for, uh follow us on twitter at <laughs> yeah, comic book live oh the other stuff we do. <laughs>
0: right check us out at comic book club live.com for this podcast and more you can subscribe on itunes android stitcher spotify radio public or the app of your choice and we'll see you at the comic book shop
1: pete enjoy your irish time <laughs> oh that was the right time to do it good job